Good morning and happy Sabbath to you all. Before we, we open the Bible, I invite you as much as possible to, to kneel with me. And we are going to ask God's presence and God's blessing specifically for the message today. Father, we are once again in your presence. This time, Lord, I ask you a special blessing for these moments. As we open the Bible, may your Holy Spirit assist us. May your angels protect us. May any distraction be kept away. Please help us, Lord, as we open the Bible to understand that your word may come alive and transform us. But we must be open to it. Bless me as well as I speak. May all the words that I say be guided by you. And may every thought that is expressed here be your thoughts and not mine. This is my humble prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. This uh, past Wednesday, here at the prayer meeting, I spoke something about how, how I've come to know many people in the church that are maybe not, not, no longer attending church, or maybe they still attend church, but people that have been hurt in the church. And I spoke about it and how we must treat each other with love and respect and esteeming others, like Paul says, esteeming others better than ourselves. And even uh, just a few verses prior to our scripture text today, if you go to Hebrews 10, 24, we see that Paul says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. So this is one of our responsibilities in the church, to stir up love and good works. And nothing but love. But today I want to talk about, I would even say about the flip side of the same coin. Because while unfortunately, yes, there are situations in the church that leave people hurt. There are also people who, the truth is, there are also people who lack spiritual endurance. You know, there's a story that you... You probably have heard about, and maybe some of you have read the book, a book called The Miracle of the Seventh-day Ox. And you know, that's, uh, that's a story of a pastor living in Russia at the time of the communism still. Nikolai Panchuk was the pastor. And he struggled as a prisoner uh, in, the, in a cage, in a prisoner of KGB in a camp, in a concentration camp was persecuted by his faith for his faith and everything and many times many times he would look up to the heavens and he would think and think and think and say why am I here why am I going through all of this and it was just because of his faith because he would rather stay firm to his beliefs than to win freedom at the cost of neglecting Jesus and he couldn't turn to anyone. There was, no, there was no one for him to talk to. There was no one for him to share about his, his struggles in faith. But an ox. And this ox was, uh, the story is long, but making the long story short, this ox 
was his companion. He had to go out about 25 kilometers every day, uh, going out and coming back to get water, to water to himself and other people in the camp. And the ox, incredibly enough, couldn't take more than, than just one pail of water. But on the Friday, something happened that the ox would take double the amount of water. He would be able to carry that water back to the camp. But on the Sabbath, he wouldn't do any work. But the point here that I want to bring is that that pastor endured all of that for eight years. Eight years. And I spoke here earlier today as we were praying that maybe someone is praying for something for a month or for a year. And this pastor, pastor just because of his faith, had to endure that for eight straight years. For no other reason than for being a Christian. Now, if you want to have endurance, if you want to be able to endure things and adversity as it comes to you, you must be exposed to that. There is no other way around. You know, God will never prepare you to be more patient if you are not putting situations where your patience is tested. God will never help you develop your endurance. Or as we popularly say, a thicker skin. If you are not put into situations where your endurance will be tested. So whatever is coming your way, however hard it is, remember that there is a purpose. Our text today, Hebrews 10, 35 to 39, we read, Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Amen. Our scripture today tells us several important things. The first is that we must not cast away our confidence. For it brings great reward with it. You know, there is a popular saying that everything comes at a price. And in the spiritual journey, it is true. Even though Jesus died for you and paid the, the wages of sin on, on your behalf. There is still a sacrifice that must be made. Because you must stay strong. You cannot cast away your confidence. If you cast away your confidence, that's your responsibility. Don't blame Jesus. He did his part. You must stay strong. You must stay firm to what your confidence is. Because by keeping your confidence, you will have great reward. That's what the Bible is promising us. The text today also tells us that we must endure tribulation. All tribulation. You must endure slander if it comes your way. You must endure opposition. You must endure unfounded criticism. You must endure to the end. Because this endurance will allow us to do the will of God. 
And by doing the will of God, you will receive the promise. That's what the Bible is saying. If you want to get to the promise, if you want to see the promise, you must endure. You must endure everything. Someone once said, He who takes offense when no offense is intended is a fool. And he who takes offense when offense is intended is an even greater fool. So many people take offense in everything. Even when offense is not intended. Now this not give us license, gives us license to go around saying whatever comes to mind. Because you know I always have the best intentions. And people, people will deal with the message I have. No that not, that's not the point. But we cannot take offense when offense is not intended. And we must be spiritually mature to take suggestions. To take encouragement from what other people are telling us. Our Bible text today also tells us that as children of God, we move by faith and not by sight. We must move forward and never shrink back, never draw back. You know, the King James Version and the New King James use the word draw, to draw back. But I really like some versions who say to shrink back. I think that's closer to the original Greek word. This shrink back expression. If you want to open your Bibles to Galatians 2 verse 12. Galatians 2.12. We just studied this by, by the way. We just studied this last Wednesday here in our Bible study. Galatians 2.12 we read. For before that certain came from, for before that certain came from James. He, speaking of Peter, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. So the context here is that Peter would have meals with people who were not uh, Jews by birth. But when some people from, from the company of James, some people who used to be with the apostle James came, then Peter withdrew. He shrank back. He drew back because he didn't want to be seen in company of those people. And why do you shrink back at certain times? Why do you shrink back in certain situations? Why? Someone tell me. It's not a rhetorical question. Why? Why do you shrink back? Why do you draw back? You can, for, for, for fear of being judged. Because you're afraid. Because you don't want to stay stand for what you believe so that's the message here in Hebrews 10 38 we as children of God should never never ever shrink back never draw back we must stand firm stand strong grounded in what we believe now the question then is, what do you believe? Are you grounded? Do you know what you believe? Do you know what you really believe? Do you know what God really says in the Bible? Have we studied the Bible deep enough to understand what, what we really believe? That's a question we must answer by ourselves, for ourselves. 
But our text today also say, says, at the very end in verse 39, that we are not of those who draw back. We are not of those who shrank back to perdition, but of those who believe for salvation. So you see, the, the consequence of shrinking back, the consequence of drawing back, is that you're going to be headed for perdition. There is no other way to put it. The Bible could never have said, we are not of those who shrink back to peace. We are not those who shrink back to hope. We are not those who shrink back to salvation. No. If you shrink back, you're headed just one way. And I can tell you that is not the way of salvation. But we are of those who believe for salvation. May we be counted among those who believe for salvation. So I have a question for you today. The question I have is perdition or salvation? Where are you going? Where are you headed for? Where are you leading your family? Are you leading them to perdition or to salvation? And I know you and I know the right answer. We know the right answer. But this is not about giving me the right answer. This is about giving me your answer. This is about thinking. Because I need you to think about it. Where are you headed for? Where are you leading yourself and your family? You see, my brothers and sisters, if I could leave a word for you today, that would be it. That we are not of those who shrink back to perdition, but we are of those who are marching towards salvation. May we all be counted among those. May we all be counted among the, among the band of those who will be earning salvation. I believe that God is calling this church, the Belleville Seventh-day Adventist Church, to a great work. Amen. And I'm not just using jargon here. I really believe, I, I want you to hear this. I really believe God is calling this church to a great work. But we need, we need the whole church together in this. I need you to, to think that when you come to church and you, when you congregate here, there is a great deal of feeding you, of feeding ourselves. Because you come here to be fed, we come here to study the word, we come here to worship. There's a great deal of fellowship, but there must be a great deal of outreach as well. Because we've just studied in the Sabbath school lesson a few Sabbaths ago. There was so much light. There was so much light that the, the Jewish people had when Jesus came. But yet, they were, they were holding it for themselves. So we cannot do the same. We can't do the same. We just can't. This is our church and this is God's work. And we have a, a responsibility. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you, Lord, because you have given us great light. 
When the Bible says that we were called out of darkness into Jesus' marvelous light, it couldn't be truer. Because, Lord, we thank you because one day, once in a time, we, we were lost, we were in darkness. We didn't know where to go. But your love has rescued us. Your love has brought us into light. But now, Lord, that we see the light and we see how good is this light. And we, we enjoy the light. We also want to share with others who don't know about it. There is a message that needs to be preached. There is a message that needs to be, to be taken to the world. Bless everything that we do. There is no power in and of ourselves. There is nothing in us that would commend us. But Lord, please use us as helpless and unworthy instruments. And make us powerful instruments by your grace. May we never speak of ourselves. But may we speak inspired by you. This is my prayer, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen.